Hey guys, it's Carson Prisma, and you are tuned in to the Anomaly Podcast, where it's raw, transparent, and always lit. What's up, what's up, guys? It's Carson Charisma, and you are back for another episode of the Anomaly Podcast, Season 5, Episode 2. So last week, uh, I talked about sexuality, and I was dating this guy, didn't know if he was gay or not. So if you missed that, it dropped November 3rd. Um, The link is in the bio on all my pages, so please feel free to go listen, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that. I need all that. But this week, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, It's been all over uh, social media and in the news and on my news feed, all that good stuff. But um, T.I., guys, T.I. has had some really choice things um, to say in regards to his daughter, Um, Deja Harris. I believe that's how you pronounce her name. Uh, She's 18. She's like a freshman in college. Um, And he went on the Ladies Like Us podcast and they asked him um, kind of about parenting, right? So um, I don't know if you heard of it, but basically he said, I'll go to the, the GYN, OBGYN with her, excuse me, every uh, year. And I check to make sure her hymen's attacked. So I had to tackle this conversation because I've been seeing a lot of, yeah, I'm here for it. No, I'm not here for it. I've been seeing some crazy shit all over the internet, but I didn't want to do this podcast alone. Um, I thought, you know, I have a really great mind, but Bringing in another great mind would be even better. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, my special guest today is Miss Suhair Ali. Hi. <laughs> um, I work with Suhair. She's super dope. Um, and it's only been, what, like, what, two months, maybe, if that. Um, been working together for two months. And um, she's super, like, I don't know if she knows this, but she's, like, super intellectual, reads a lot, is always sharing, like, really dope articles about the world and how it works and, um, you know, about youth and psychology and just all kind of like really cool things. Um, and so I wanted to bring you in on this and get your thoughts. Well, thank you. Yeah, for sure. So um, with that said, um, what do you think about his thoughts? And let's, let's be clear. So first of all, his thoughts were pretty much like, he basically said like, I go to the doctor with um, my daughter and I basically make sure that, you know, her hymen's still intact. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, a hymen is what like a thin layer of skin um, in the vagina. And I don't want to say skin, but say tissue. A thin layer of skin in the vagina. Um, back in the day, we used to say cherry popped, like my cherry popped. Um, and so basically that means your, your hymen is now broken. Um, and so it's, it's different for different people. Um, I want to be very clear. The hymen can break from a multitude of things, not just sex. Um, it can happen from sex, of course, but it can happen from inserting a tampon or riding a bike or playing sports. Like literally it can, it can expand or, or pop quote unquote from anything. So basically those were his, his statements, his thoughts, basically making sure that his daughter 18 is still a virgin. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, well, I want to start off by just talking about, um, the episode where T.I. made those comments is no longer available. So, um, I can't give like a fair judgment because I wanted to 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 hear like or I just add more context to the conversation to understand what he was implying. By like him. really hear what he right. had to say, yeah. Right. And what kind of conversations was had before that actual comment was made? But I think the um, controversy around that was just like control, right? You as a parent not giving your daughter the right to privacy and um, just how 
just like how a lot of women culturally are treated as such. Um, and I think that I was talking to you a little bit earlier about some of my work and my background and mm-hmm. me being an in-home counselor. And it was really difficult because a lot of parents do not understand that their child's behavior is a symptom of their parenting. Right. And in order for them to get their child to behave in the way they want to um, or improve their behaviors, it will have to do a lot of work around them. So my job was to counsel the child, but it did, I did a lot of work around family counseling. And a lot of parents don't understand because, like, they come from a tradition of where you apply rules and you discipline them if they don't follow it. Mm-hmm. But we we lose the value in teaching, like, our children the the reasons why we have these rules. And when parents don't allow their children to explore, um, they they don't they don't get the the chance to take risk, um, to learn on their own, and they lose that conversation with their child. So again, in this situation, why does T.I. feel that it's necessary for him to go to the doctor with his daughter instead of just asking her? Right. Why why not ask her? Right. And I think, too... um I think that how he said it, like it comes their their actions and student and our, our youth, their actions are a result of our parenting. And so, you know, I posted on social media last night, just a little poll. Like, do you all agree with T.I.'s actions or his comments and um, the way in which he parents his daughter? Um, and a lot of people said no, but I did have a few people say yes. And one which I was it was surprising because it's a woman. Um, and she said, yes, I agree. And so, um, but then she DM'd me and she said, hey, but I have my reasons. Um, and she kind of went and went and further. And I think everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I didn't agree with her and I, and I expressed that, but she basically said, hey, like since when have rules not applied to kids, right? You know, if I tell my son that he needs to bring home all A's on his report card, of course I'm checking his report card. Um, and so for me, it was like, yeah, but checking a report card and making sure they have good grades and uh, invasion, excuse me, uh, invading her privacy, uh, controlling her sexuality. That's come kind of comparing apples to oranges in a sense, mm-hmm. uh, for me, in my opinion. And, um, I just feel like if you're parenting the right way, you create parenting the right way for me. And I don't have kids. So let's be very clear. This is, I'm going strictly off of my parents. Right. And, and, and the relationships that I've seen, um, my brother, um, my sister-in-law and their relationship with their daughter. I'm going off of those type of relationships because um, I don't have kids. But I think that it's important to create an environment for our, our children where they feel safe. Um, they feel that they do have the right to make choices and decisions for themselves um, and know that their parents or their guardian, whomever is in quote unquote in charge of them or protecting them, providing for them, um, will have their back and guide them. And so for me, I went to my parents, my my parents created such an environment that I went to my parents prior to having sex when it was a thought in my head that, hey, I think I really love this person and I'm ready to give my body to this person. I sat down with my parents. Um, And of course, I think in certain situations, you feel more comfortable with your mom than your dad or you might feel comfortable with both. But I sat down with my parents and I said, hey, this is a thought. And it wasn't. they didn't make me fearful. They didn't say you're going to, you know, go to hell or you're, you know, your vagina is going to fall off. Right. It was like, okay, wow. Like as a parent, this is a tough pill to swallow. Like, okay, let me, let me digest that first. Um, and then they provided me with the proper resources. They made, they helped me make an informed decision, um, a morally responsible decision. They helped me, um, come to the conclusion on my own. They guided me a certain way. Obviously, you know, you don't, you don't want your kid having sex before their time. 
but of course they guided me in a certain direction, but they did it in a way where I felt comfortable. I felt safe. Um, I felt that I could make a choice on my own. And in a, in a sense, it was kind of like, you could kind of say it was reverse, reverse psychology, right? They, they, they didn't do it out of fear. They didn't do it out of anger. They said, okay, that's what you want to do, but here are the consequences of that. Here is how it can affect you, not just physically, but emotionally, uh, mentally, right? Spiritually, this is what can happen. Um, and here are the resources. If you do decide that this is what you want to do, here are the proper resources. So you don't end up pregnant. You don't end up contracting an STD. Um, you know, these are the things that, that need to happen first. And so um, ultimately I waited because of the, of the, the environment that they created for me. I said, you know what? If these are all the things that can happen mentally, physically, emotionally, um, spiritually, maybe I'm not as ready as I thought I was. Right. Um, and so I feel like if he was creating a, an environment um, for his daughter to, to make those decisions, um, then he wouldn't have to go sit in on an appointment and invade her privacy. And, you know, uh, one of the people that, that mess- messaged me on Instagram, they said, well, you know, she's 18. She has the right to say, no, he can't come in there. So apparently she doesn't have a problem. He does. She doesn't have a problem with her dad being, or not necessarily being in there, but um, getting the report, the information from the doctor. I beg to differ. I feel like T.I., because it goes back against that controlling thing, right? I have a feeling that T.I. is not saying, hey, baby girl, it's your choice. Do you want me in there or not? Or do you want me to know the information or not? I think he's saying, you go have sex. I'm going to take this away from you. I won't be supplying you with these Gucci bags and Chanel purse. And, you know, I won't. you won't be having that. You feel me? I feel like, and as an 18-year-old girl who has been accustomed to this fancy lifestyle my whole life, I may not like it. But shit, he's supplying me with it, so I guess I gotta bite the bullet, right? And I just think that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I just think it's, and then the double standards of yeah. it all. The double standards. Like, did you see that episode? Do you ever watch T.I.? Right. Yeah. Yep. How he encouraged them to go on dates and <laughs> like they that they would go on the date with them. But what about the daughters, you know? Yes. And then there was a point where um they were at the beach and they were talking about how one of his sons, I don't know, they you know the money, this one and that one. I don't know which one, but, um, that they were talking about sex and, uh, he was all, oh, he done got him some blah, blah. There was no scolding. There was no like, Oh, I'm, we're going to the doctor right now to test tomorrow. So you got an STD. There was none of that yet. You'll go to the, the OBGYN with your daughter. So you can encourage it for boys, but for, for a female, you're making sure she's still a virgin. Right. That's what's wrong with our society today. Yeah. And then like deeply that teaches men that they're, they're not as, valuable you know um but the two things that i've heard between your story and the woman who messaged you Mm -hmm. on social media is that the trust is there Mm -hmm. so you felt like you said safe for you to go to your parents to have this conversation but with that woman when you're checking report cards i feel if you are safe if you feel safe with your parents and don't fear the consequences, then your child will come before the report card and tell you that I'm struggling in this class. Right. You know, right. Then you, it's like you're checking it afterwards. Right. You know right. But they would have said, I'm struggling in this class. Can you help me? Right. What can we do about this? You know? Right. And I think too, like you said, you trust it's, it's again, it's about cultivating that environment. Um, so not only do I, did I trust my parents and I felt safe going to them with this information, but they trusted their parenting enough. Right. Trust your ability to parent. Right. You know what I'm saying? Trust your ability to parent because that controlling shit is, is for the birds. Mm-hmm. Because let this this young woman or any young woman for that fact whose fathers are doing this, because I'm pretty sure T.S. not the only one. Right. He's just, you know, a, a public figure. And, right. you know, he said it out loud for the world right. to hear. Um, but um, 
you know, prime example, I met this girl when I was in college. She was a virgin. She confided in me and a couple other girls said, yeah, you know, I'm still a virgin, blah, blah. This, as soon as she went to our, our first party, she had never been to a party before. She was homeschooled for a long time. Um, her parents came down every weekend to check on her. Like they were, she was, oh, I'm with my parents. I'm with my parents. I was like, girl. So finally, I don't know what happened, but she was able to kind of escape that being with parents. Um, and so she escaped that. And I mean, the first time she um, had sex after that, it was just, she was a wild child because her hair, to use the metaphor, her hair was so wound up so tightly in a bun that the first time to be able to let it out and let it down, she went fucking wild. And you have to allow your kids that space and that room to grow and to, to make decisions on their own. So they know. So when they're outside of your home and they have struggles or they come across something, they know how to handle it because we're not always going to be around for shit like that. Um, and I, and I think you hit it on the head too, in regards to the, the value of young boys, he's automatically instilling in them. They're not as valuable as his daughter. Um, and that's the problem. We teach young, young girls to, Oh, value yourselves, value yourselves. Black men. Oh, Girl, we don't we don't teach our sons that we don't teach our sons that um, we don't teach them to value themselves. So it's OK for them to go out and do whatever. And there's no consequences. This, it is what it is. But if a woman goes out and does something, then, oh, you know, you're a slut, you're a whore. And then that's when that's a whole nother conversation. Um, and then that leads me into rape culture. Right. It's like because we don't teach our, our sons to value themselves and, and value women. Um, then, then now it's like, I'm entitled to her. I'm entitled. She's, and they're seeing this too. Right. So they're, they're not only are they being taught in that household that I'm not, maybe not as valuable as, as the woman, but they're also being taught that, um, that they're also being taught that like, this is how you parent. Mm-hmm. This is what you do. Right. So when I get older and I have a, a daughter, now I'm in control of her. Right. They're teaching that. They're learning that control mechanism mm-hmm. as well. So it's just all super fucked up to me. Like, mm-hmm. And speaking of that, like how, and I wanted to ask you, like as a, as a woman and who's a Muslim woman, um, how does it work in like, cause I've, I definitely heard stories and I could be completely wrong. So please correct me if I'm wrong, but I've also heard stories like in the Muslim community that, you know, women are, are also placed on this pedestal and they're, they're, it's demanded that they're, they're pure. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've even actually saw like a, a documentary on TV where, this woman was a Muslim and she needed to, she needed hymen reconstructive surgery uh, because she said that um, they were going to check her before she was married to make sure she was still a virgin. Right. She was still living in a Muslim country. I can't, I don't, I can't tell you off the top of my head what, what country that was, but um, her literally, her face was blacked out. She's like, I don't want to know, but I am on this show because you know, whatever, whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, is that something that you like, are your parents like culturally super strict or would they, would your dad do something like this? Yeah. Um, so I want to separate the religious and cultural. Okay. Like it can, it can be tied together, but okay. I want to make sure that we are intentional about separating what Islam is and what like African, especially particularly like Eritrean, Ethiopian culture mm-hmm. is because those are two very different things. Okay. Um, with in Islam, like what I've been taught when I've learned is like to honor your woman. There's a surah in the Quran that talks like it's a whole chapter that talks about to honor your woman. It's called Al-Nisa. It's called what? Al-Nisa. Al-Nisa. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go. Let me write that down. I'm going to give it to every man that I encounter. I'm like, read this while you talk to me. So in that surah, it just teaches like. Men to to honor your women, honor your daughters. But I think historically, what I've seen um, 
it culturally for me is is that we don't treat women as such in a lot of muslim majority countries they do that but that doesn't have to do anything more with the religion it's more so with their culture okay okay understood well that's good to know because and and i've learned something today and i'm pretty sure listeners will too because I've always associated that with the Muslim religion right. and not the culture. Right. So that's good to know. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but culturally, I, I, my parents, so we're Muslim, Eritrean, they're immigrants. They came to this country in 1993. They had no idea what they were getting themselves into. They just knew that America was safer than the place that they were living in for mm-hmm. their children. Um, so growing up, it was a lot of, um, it was very strict. Like my parents would not let me go on like, Dates really? or like prom. Or like, you didn't get yeah. out of prom? No, not until not until um like we had like a middle school prom. My dad was like, hell no, really? Why are you not doing that. And then, but my junior and senior year, I was able to go, but it was all with girlfriends. Okay. So no, so no guys. No allowed. dates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even in that, um, for a long time, my my dad didn't even and I love my parents to death. They did the best they could, of course. But like he didn't understand the value of like having those conversations with your child, so they can like so they can know why you're telling them this is bad and this is good. Mm-hmm. So. Um, he didn't let me have friends, and um, for a long time, I'm like, why can I have friends? Like just know? friends in general, right, right, and like they wouldn't be able to call, be able to call my house. I couldn't go hang with them until I was in high school. Um, but the reason, like his intention, looking back now, for me is like his intention was like he didn't want me to be around people who would hurt me, right? Yeah, he didn't want me to have friends that didn't believe in what I didn't believe in, like our values on the line. And even now, as an adult, you want to like look out for those things. Like, does this person like believe in what I believe? Like in? morally, right, right. And I mean, everybody's gonna believe differently, right. but morally, like more right. just a basic moral standing. Right. Are you a decent person? Right, right, right. right. So. And then when I got to, so he didn't give me that chance to learn what, what, what that looks like when you're trying to develop good friend, friendships, right? Or positive and healthy relationships with people. Um, and because he didn't want me to do that, I got to college and I was befriending everyone. Like, right. you know? <laughs> like, like, hey girl, come on, we, we right. trying to go and turn up. Right. You, 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 you a girl, you good, we straight. Like, but I didn't, I didn't look for those like factors like that. You know how people like say like, um, like those little alarms or like those red signals. Yeah, red the, flags. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those persons are like not the best people mm-hmm. to be in your circle. I didn't learn that until I got into a situation and I had to decipher like, okay, this person is not good for me, but right. it will be extreme stuff. Like I had one friend in college who like literally stole my car when I was sleeping. Shut the fuck up. Yes. Like, like stole it like just like for the night or like she was like zoom zooming that bitch. For the night. So she brought it back in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Before you woke up. And then I walked How did my, you find out? Because my gas light was on. <laughs> <laughs> the bitch didn't even pull it up again. The bitch is right, bitch. If you gonna spend my car, bitch, at least be decent enough to put the gas back away. <laughs> Yo, trifling ass. I know I had gas in my face. Like, what? So then, did you talk to her? No, she didn't tell me. That's the thing. Someone else, one of my mutual friends was like, Suhair, I got something to tell you. I said, what? You had the nerve to take my keys when I was sleeping and take it in and tell me. And my thing is you could have asked nine times out of ten, I might let you have borrowed right, it. Right, yeah. right. Or just let me know the next morning, like, something. Oh, like, hey, I had to borrow your car yeah, real quick last like, night. Yeah. yeah. Girl, they, they ain't eat it for nothing but to get some food from cookout. But anyway, that's the point. But, but within that, I was just trying to say, like, I didn't. I didn't know, I didn't have that skill to like really decipher, is this good per- it's a good person for me or not, you know? And being that he was strict like that, I had to learn a lot of those lessons later on in life. So Do you feel like it maybe hindered you? 
It did. It did. Because I'm still learning. Right. I'm 25 now. I'm still learning what is good and bad, what's good for me. Learning, understanding my own values mm-hmm. because that was never a discussion that we had. And but like, and then again, it's like my brothers were held to a different standard than than I was. Mm-hmm. And in good and and in ways that was good, but in some ways that was bad because I ended up doing. I ended up going to school. I ended up getting my master's degree, and then my brothers didn't really become as successful as I I am mm-hmm. in a way. Um, but it's because he was really strict with me and held me to that standard versus where he did not with my brothers. Right, right, right. Um, in regards to like relationships and virginity, was that something that was preached in your household? Is that like a cultural thing? Is that more of like a religious thing? Like. How how was that? Was that like, I mean, I know you said like, okay, I couldn't date or go on to go to prom and stuff like that. But in regards to like, like sex, mm-hmm. was that talked about? Was it like, or was it like, don't have sex until you're married? Or was it, what was that like? Yeah. Um, it was never talked about. And, and religiously, like we don't really date. We okay. just, we just. Just get married. Yeah, you just get married. <laughs> okay. I mean, you go, like you have conversations, but there's no, like, you're my boyfriend. There's no, that's not. There's not a stage. You skip that stage and go to marriage. Really? Yeah. Um, like, so when I would go back home, like, if a guy was interested in me, I'm like, okay, we're getting married. I'm like, whoa, because I'm not, that's not what I'm accustomed to here in America. Oh, wow. But they, like, they will marry you. Like, if they like you, yeah. They'll just, they'll just you're say. Not, you're not his girlfriend. You're his wife after, after, yep. So it's like, okay, so we're talking for a couple of months. They're like, oh, I like her. I'm going to marry her. Right. There's no like let's date for a year and see how this works. Like there's no trial religiously, run. Religiously, religiously, religiously. There's not what you're supposed to do. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So do you feel like would you do that or are you like more so just like I'm Americanized than that aspect? I'm Americanized. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could I could just marry someone off the gate like that. Right. Um, but that I mean I think in in ways that's good because men are taught like if you're interested in a woman you honor her and it, like you marry her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're, yeah. Because you know nowadays in America niggas will date you for 10 years <laughs> right. and don't and be like right. and, then, and then they'd be like is that your girlfriend? Nah we cool. Right. But y'all been dating for 10 years live right. together got a baby right. and everything. Right. right. So <laughs> talk about that girl yeah so for me it's just um the whole situation like ti and men like him um i think they have like a almost like a napoleon complex Mm -hmm. like um it's like i just don't agree with it i think and as a woman um tiny is i'm assuming they're they're still married i don't know their situation but um I just wouldn't, could not allow, or and I don't think Tiny is, is Deja Harris's real mother. No, um, whoever her mother is, um, I'm not who, sure who she is, but I personally would not allow my husband to take such a controlling aspect that way. I feel like um, you've created a, an environment of fear and obligation. She's fearful of, of, the, of the consequences. She feels obligated to allow you to, to have this information. It's not a place of trust. It's not a place of love. It's not a place of um, I am free to make these choices as a young adult and then share them with my parents so that they can guide me in the proper direction. Right. Um, and so again, I think that is obviously a cultural thing too. Um, and we as society, especially speaking as an American woman, um, someone who was born here, I just feel like, um, America, the society as a whole, we don't value our women. Um, like I said, give me that, that at the Quran cause I need it. Cause we don't value our women. We, um, it, we, we, we slut shame and, um, we tell our women to value themselves yet. We don't value them. Right. Um, and I just think it's really, it's sad. Um, it's disturbing. Um, and then, you know, and I think I talked to you about this earlier. Um, 
you know, he's talking about like making sure her hymen's intact, but let's be be clear, sir, a hymen can be expanded or broken right. due to many things. Right. So the comment within itself to say, oh, I make sure her hymen's still intact. Well, sir, you're you're misinformed and you, you're demonstrating a lack of knowledge at this point because it's not it, at all. right. But that's not a that's not an effective way to test if someone's still a virgin, yeah. right? Like, um, and so I feel like like, I mean, what a hymen can be broken from a tampon, from riding a bike, from playing sports, like many different fucking things. And so for you to say, oh, I just, I, that's what, that's what y'all, I listen for. And I let the doctor tell me for how I'm attack. Like, that's crazy. And then also our fathers are our first love, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've had your dad in your life, your whole life. I've had my father in my life, my whole life. But um, it's like, I think I want to say it's like almost 70% of young black women grow up without a father right. and without a father figure, I should say. And so I was actually reading this post. Um, it was like a, a semi like article slash blog. Um, and the guy was saying, you know, a lot of women are going to like down T.I. for this, but he's being a good parent. I don't think that he's not being a, a, a good parent. I feel like, yes, it's great that he's concerned. It's great that he's involved. Many men won't even go to the doctor with their with their daughters because they're they don't want to have those conversations. They're afraid to say hey, like, let's let's have a conversation about sex or let me go to the OBGYN with you. They're afraid of that. So in that aspect, yes, I appreciate you being an involved parent. I can appreciate you being concerned. But the, your methods are absurd. Uh, they're drastic. Right. And I don't think that's a good outcome. It's not going to be a good outcome in the end because you're her first love. She's you, The way you're controlling her now, she's going to go look for someone who's that exact same controlling. Then you're going to wonder why she's in a relationship where you know, she might come home with a bruise on her arm or, you know, she might be like, hey, I can't talk because my man or whatever, I can't go out or I can't do this. It may not be controlling in the same way as going to the doctor, but she still is going to find those characteristics. Mm-hmm. You feel me? It's right. like in a controlling man mm-hmm. um, because that's what her father has has resembled for her her whole life. Yeah, no, like no communication. Like you're not teaching her that between a, what's con- what kind of conversation you should have with the male. Healthy you know? communication. Right. right, right. You're not teaching her that. Mm-hmm. And so um, it just becomes a, a issue of like, okay, so moving forward, like what what can we do? And obviously, you know, we can't go to TI and be like, hey, this is how you should parent your kid. Neither one of us have children. Um, for me, I just hope that with my my child that I create an environment in which my parents created for me. The same same type of environment where um, my, my children feel comfortable to come to me and say, mom and dad, this is what's going on. This are, these are my thoughts. This is what's happening in my life. Um, and I do believe you should stay on top of it and ask, ask the important questions, ask the tough questions, have those, those conversations. So I'm pretty sure it's uncomfortable for a dad to say, Hey, are you a virgin? Or are you having sex? Right. That's tough. Uh, but realistically, majority of teens out here are, they're having sex, they're being intimate. Um, and so instead of trying to say, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And I'm going to check this and I'm going to check that. Have real conversations and say, Hey, this is what's going to happen. If you do do this. These are possible outcomes. And this is how I feel why I, I struggle with you doing this because I don't want you to end up with a man or get pregnant. This makes me uncomfortable. Right. Don't say that. Right. Don't say um, and I think, and again, it's it's almost like, in a sense, a generational curse. Right. Um, T.I. probably never had those conversations with anybody. Right. No one ever sat down and had those conversations with him. Somebody probably cheered him on when he had sex for the right. first time. So that's Did why he have a father figure? That's, that's probably another. That's a, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Um, if we're looking at statistically, probably not. Right. Um, just like as a whole, a black men who have black fathers, or, or and I say black fathers, but just fathers in general, or a father figure in their life, probably not. Right. Um, but but it's it's literally a generational curse. You're not breaking the cycle. You're molding her into being something that, honestly, at the end of the day, you don't want her to be. Right. You're trying to protect her, but you're doing it in the, in the wrong way. Right. 
So I don't know. And I, I mean, I don't think that we're deeming him like as a bad person. No, no, no. Let's be clear. Yeah. yeah, because in the episode you see that he's active and there in their lives. Right, you know? right. But at the same time, people can make mistakes. You know. Right, right. And I, and I, and so again, so for everybody who's listening, uh, for me, like I said, I just encourage you if you do have children or if you hope to have them one day. Um, be mindful about how you interact with your kids. Um, and especially for my women, who you are at the time of, of birth is honestly who your child is. Uh, cause they have no technically really an identity, uh, when they come out. So if you are, um, you know, stressed and, and have anxiety or depressed and this, that, and that, you're breathing that into your children. And so, um, in a sense, TI is breathing this controlling and protecting and, value here and non-value here into his kids and probably unconsciously doing so, right? right? And not even realizing I haven't dealt with the demons that nobody talked to me about these things. Nobody had effective communication with me. I was cheered on when I had sex. I was taught that women shouldn't have sex and women should be protected and this, that, and the third. Um, But honestly, you know, we, I had someone tell me we raise men and women different and we do, but that's the problem. Why? Why are we raising our children different? No, if, her curfew's at 12. His needs to be at 12, too. Right. If you're telling him, telling her not to have sex, he doesn't need to have sex as well. Right. If you're checking her grades, check his grades. Right. Like you just said, your parents held you to a different standard. And in a sense, you could become more successful than your brothers. Imagine if your brothers were have, have been held to that same standard right. where they could be in life right now. Right. right? Um, so overall, um, is there anything else you wanted to add or say? Yeah, gosh, Carson, you brought up like such an important like piece there. Before you bring children in as well, it's so important to really do some evaluation or some inside internal work on yourself to make sure that and that, like just really look at like how you've been raised, the reasons why you make those decisions that you make, your behaviors, your values, your beliefs. Make sure you do internal work so that way when you do have children, you don't pass on these things that might not be like positive, you know? For sure. Um that was just an amazing point, and I wanted to touch on that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I just think it's super important. Um, you know, I don't have kids, but I know that uh, in the future, I would like to have children. Um, I would like to have a husband. I would like to have all those things. And, you know, I say husband, but it could be a lifelong partner. That's neither here nor there. Um, that's a whole other podcast. But, um, but yeah, no, I would like to have a family unit, put it that way. Um, and family's a social construct. So whatever that looks like, I'm okay with that. Uh, but I would like to have someone that is like a little legacy, a little me and a mixture of somebody else that I love. So I want to make sure that I'm my best self. Right. And so I start now. Right. So this is podcast, guys. Isn't for just people who have kids or, you know, oh, do you agree? Do you not agree? It's really like, please self-reflect. Right. Like, make sure you're OK, even in any relationship, not just a relationship with kids, but friendships. Right. Right. Like I need to make sure I'm whole because I how am I going to be like, yeah, Suhair, let me help you with the situation. How am I going to pour into you as a friend if my cup is empty right. and vice versa? Right. We have to look at each other. And that goes back, like you said, to the values of, you know, um, you know, saying, OK, I didn't know what was a good friend and what was not or what I should look out for. Right. Um, and so getting that together now before we enter friendships, before we enter relationships, whether they're romantic or platonic. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's really all I had to say. I kind of. Overall, I I don't know. I don't know if I like T.I. as much anymore. Right. <laughs> like, I, I, I fucked with him, but, like, you know, um, you know, you and I, we sat there and watched, um, I can't remember what it was, but it was uh, Killer Mike, T.I., mm-hmm. some some black girl, Republican, I think her name's Candace, um, and they had some, like, forum or whatever, a panel, and they were talking about, like, politics, police brutality, and all this other stuff. Um, but to me, after hearing these comments... In my eyes, T.I. is just like those men who are creating those outrageous abortion laws. Right. 
you'll never have a vagina. You'll never have um, a menstrual cycle, a uterus. Like, you, like mind your uterus. Right. Mind yours, bro. Like, I just, I, you're just as bad as the guys who are making those laws who will never be able to to reproduce. Like, when I say reproduce, but to be able to, to bear a child. Right. Um, and so, I don't know how I feel about him. How do you feel about him? Um, I think that... Overall, like I followed Ti for a while. I love him as a, a person, an artist. Um, I think that it's important that we still extend compassion, though. You know, I know, but we, <laughs> it, we have to make sure that we extend compassion to have these conversations with the people, so that way he can just really we can change perspectives when we have those conversations and not deeming people like as bad people because right, of, of one thing that they might have done. You know, right, right, the only right. thing that I've heard about Ti that I was just like, I can't believe. Right, that's true. That is true. So extending that compassion and empathy and just like having those conversations with people around him to hold him accountable to like, like, hey, like this is not okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that way he can learn from it and then get better. Facts, facts, facts. Well, Suhair Ali, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Um, uh, Guys, please, please, please do not forget to follow the Anomaly podcast page. That's the anomaly.podcast on IG. Uh, this episode will be up. You can click the link, uh, see the two episodes uh, of season five and all the rest, one through four, uh, through those links. I'm airing on every uh, major, um, I guess, st- streaming service, I should say. Um, and then don't forget to follow my personal page. That's at Carson Charisma with two Ks. And would you like to give your IG or... Yeah, you, sure. You don't have to. You don't want to. You know. Yeah, sure. Suhera. It's S U E H I E R two A's. There you go. So be sure to follow us, y'all. Suhera has been absolutely phenomenal. You see how smart she is. Like, Thank fucking you. love her. You're awesome. <laughs> but you guys enjoy your Sunday, and I love you always. I'll be back next Sunday.